Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. We got at Nate Geary Sports. And uh, Nate says, Merry Christmas to everyone except for Tom Brady who is probably watching his own documentary with his family this morning. Sports Talk Saturday. We were watching the highlights of last year's Super Bowl, which we won, but we weren't watching the <laughs> <a> documentary. <laughs> Does Nate actually play sports? Emotional damage. On WGR. You good? Not little jets. Okay. He died of emotional damage. Sports Radio 550. All right, everybody, good morning. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary here. We've got uh, three hours coming at you here uh, from the final hour of the morning and into the afternoon. We've got a, a I don't know, a weekend. Uh, this is like the pre-NFL weekend of, of fun, right? Like we've got the legal tampering period set to get underway in just under 48 hours or so, Monday at noon Eastern, I believe, or it's 4 Eastern. It's one of those two. Do we know? I believe it's noon. I believe it's noon as well. So I think it's noon Eastern on Monday, and uh, that goes until what I believe is 4 p.m. on Wednesday when officially free agency opens. So all of these trades, the Russell Wilson trade, the Khalil Mack trade, any subsequent Deshaun Watson trade, won't technically be made official until Wednesday, which is the official start of the league year. Then we get into draft season if we're not there already, which I know we kind of are, but not really until the official start of free agency gets underway. Uh, and again, legal tampering, it's funny to say. It doesn't make really any sense. It's an oxymoron. You can't possibly legally do something that is illegal. It doesn't really make sense. So uh, good on the NFL for confusing us even more than we've already been. So listen, I've got a full slate this morning um, going into the afternoon. Sal Capaccio is going to join me in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, Listen, a lot of confusion this morning uh, reports that the Bills restructured punter Matt Hawk's contract. And I know that confused me. I know it confused many on Twitter. Uh, I think most people were expecting the Bills to just simply part ways, cut, cut bait, whatever you want to say, with Matt Hawk, who was ranked basically the worst punter in the NFL last year. But we have that running joke of he holds the ball well and field goal, so therefore that's why he is still in a Bills uniform, but a lot of what had been done today, or at least reported on today, was that a restructure is really just the Bills removing the $1 million bonus that was to be paid out to Matt Hawk, uh, I believe at the beginning of the league year, or the 20th. I'm not sure what the official date of that is. Again, we'll we'll get further details from Sal Capaccio, but I... Ultimately, what we want to hear from Sale and and what I think we've seen from some other reports as well is this is not the type of thing that necessarily locks the Bills into having Hawk on their roster in 2022. Rather, it gives them some flexibility to keep him in on the roster this year without having that million dollar bonus, um, you know, being paid out to him over the next couple of days, and it allows them to bring him to training camp in some sort of competition with. Um, presumably another punter that they'll be bringing in and they could potentially part ways and cut Matt Hawk outright in the summer or after training camp um, without real penalty. So that is kind of the skinny on the Matt Hawk news that we heard this morning get trickled down 
on Twitter. So we'll talk to Sal Capaccio here in 10 minutes just about the details of that move. Um, some just reminders and some, some details on the legal tampering period, the dates, the times, all that good stuff over the next couple of days and what to expect. So uh, we'll hear from Sal Capaccio um, at, uh, at 11.15, 11.30. We've got Heather Engel. She covers the Sabres for NHL.com. We're going to talk to Heather a little bit about Thursday night. Um, if you were living under a rock and you weren't around yesterday to get it all out, Heather and I will do that at 11.30 at noon. We've got Matt Lombardo of Fansided. He's their national correspondent, so we'll get – Sort of a a larger 30,000-foot view of free agency, some more names, the Deshaun Watson saga, where he believes Watson ends up playing in 2022. We've got at 1230 from cover one, Aaron Quinn. Aaron and I will sort of go through some rapid fire on where, you know, I'm essentially going to throw Aaron some names of some potential free agents. He's going to give me his yes or no answer and why. And then uh, at one o'clock, Charles McDonald um, is going to join me another national correspondent. We'll talk to Charles about uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who are just a really interesting case study going into this season. Um, Charles is a big uh, Falcons fan, so I'm sorry in advance for bringing that up to Charles, but uh, we do need to uh, to work on, A, what is happening and going on in Atlanta with Calvin Ridley news. He's going to be suspended for the season. They just restructured Matt Ryan's contract for whatever reason. So we'll talk to Charles at one o'clock about the Falcons, about again, the, uh, the larger uh, sort of picture across the NFL as it currently stands. So there is my lineup and rundown of today's guests. Again, a lot of good stuff coming your way. I was on the afternoon show yesterday filling in for Mike Shope. So I was on with Bulldog. We, uh, we talked a lot about Jack Eichel, which again, we'll do at 1130 with Heather Engel of uh, NHL.com. But sort of to put a cherry on top of the conversations we were having yesterday. And, you know, Zach, I, you weren't in the afternoon. I know you had opportunities to kind of chat with Joe and Sal about it earlier on and then Howard and Jeremy in the morning. But, you know, I was there. I was at the game. Uh, it was a really interesting experience, to say the least. Uh, it was – it felt more like I was at an NHL game instead of um, – you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been to a high school football game at the Ralph. Uh, well, I'm sorry, the Ralph. At the Bill Stadium, at, at Highmark Stadium. I just, I'll never, that'll never not be a thing for me to call it the Ralph. But I digress. If you've ever been there for, like, a high school Far West Regionals game, you know, like, half of one of the sidelines gets filled up in the lower section in the lower bowl. You know, it's probably 2,000 people, 3,000 people at most, right? That has sort of been the vibes in the in KeyBank Center for the better part of three, two years, two and a half years, really, I would yeah. say post-pandemic. Yeah, and, and definitely this season. For sure. I mean, they are the they are last, they are 32nd in the NHL in average attendance, and it's like not even 10,000. So it's been a weird experience when you go to games – short of Thursday night against, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights. And and sure, there was a lot of motivation for people to come in the stands and, and, and to be there live at that game. They wanted to boo Jack Eichel. Or if you didn't want to boo Jack Eichel, but you wanted to go to the game, you wanted to just be around for it. You wanted to watch Jack. You sort of wanted that closure of seeing Jack Eichel officially play in another sweater, you know, potentially score a goal. I had really every intention and every thought that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to walk into Buffalo with a win and then leave and and that be it and that was going to sort of be the story and it went very very differently than I had predicted I think it went very differently than a lot of people predicted that game would go and then the crazy part about this and I heard Sal and Joe talking about this and I I happen to really agree a lot with with Sal's premise which is this has always sort of been what Jack Eichel and who Jack Eichel was, um, and that I felt the same as Sal. I, was, I wasn't really surprised, but the funny part about this, Zach, is that after the game, I left and I grabbed a couple of drinks down the block, and then I went home because I had to be here in the afternoon. So I was like, eh, I got to get some work done in the morning. Then I'm in the afternoon show with, with, with Bulldogs. So uh, this isn't going to be a late night for me, plus it's Thursday. I don't go out late during the week anymore. I'm I'm not 25. So... I didn't hear the Jack Eichel comments until Friday morning. Ask me how in 2022 
me, you know, purveyor of social media, missed that stuff. So I got home. Girlfriend was at home. We laid down to go to bed, and she said, you know, did you did you see the the Jack Eichel stuff? I'm like, yeah, you know, he he played. It was crazy. The Sabers won. Like it was really exciting. She's like, yeah, I, I I think he made a lot of people mad. And I'm like, well, you know, before the game, he talked like I was completely yeah, completely lost, just completely clueless as what she was talking about. And then in the morning, first thing I do, I wake up, I you know grab my phone, I'm catching up, I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see Matt Bovey's video. And I was I was. I was floored not because of the substance of what Jack Eichel said, but I was floored that I had somehow gone oh, like 12 hours, 10 hours, without knowing that had been said after the game. And I felt a little ashamed, but I made up for it by you know making funny tweets about the actual That was good. Itself. Yeah, Thank that you. was good. You did make up for it. I made up for not knowing by having some funny tweets. So we'll, we'll bring in Sal Capaccio, who joins me now on the Western Hotline. Again, I... I, I kind of heard Sale and Joe talking about this on the Extra Point Show. I think I firmly sit in the camp of of agreeing with Sale uh, and sort of his take about this whole Jack Geico thing. But but Sale, before we we talk about some of the NFL storylines, I brought you to to talk about. Like I, I I get the sense that for a lot of people, Thursday's game felt like some closure, and then the comments happened. And and I wonder if now there's going to be well I don't think I wonder I think I know the answer it's going to be probably a long-standing rivalry and every time that guy once a year comes to Buffalo it's going to be loud they're going to pack this they're going to pack the arena and he's going to get booed and that's just going to be that but I, I get the sense that most people when that clock hit zero at the end of the third period and the celebration for you know Craig Anderson was going on that people were ready to kind of move on from talking about Jack Eichel and he really reignited I think a lot of anger from people that I think were even defenders of Jack Eichel and and now it just sort of feels like this is going to be something we talk about for a long time yeah Nate I mean as I tweeted out he was the gift that kept on giving for people like us that's <laughs> what he really was thank you sports talk radio folks definitely right appreciate I mean, everything like that Jack had he, to say that game. thank you so much Jack Eichel for giving us <laughs> way more content than we could even handle even on a weekend where we're rolling into NFL free agency right, right? I mean come on are you kidding me like I, yes yes it was I think when the when the final horn sounded and we could all kind of just finally bask in the fact that you know, the good guy's got one here, right? I mean, for so long, we're kind of maybe used to being on the other shoe there. He's held off the score sheet. Krebs and Tuck both right. score. They win the game. Booing. It was just it was a great experience, and we're like, all right, that's it. I think for a lot of us, like me, it was, I didn't think it would go that way. I don't think many people did. Get through it. Get it over with. It's going to hurt. He's probably going to score. They're going to win. None of that happened, so it was really cool. And then the other stuff happened, and you're like, Okay, it's on now. Like, we, we thought we were over with this. You just opened it back up. Now it's open season on you. You know, it, it was, it'd be one thing if they won the game and he's like, yeah, well, you know, um, it was nice to come back here and all of that. All right, well, we turned the page. He's taking the high road. But obviously he showed who he was. Um, as I've said, as you've said, as Bulldog has said, as everybody has said this, over the last few days. And look, I'll make the point again, like I made on the Extra Point show yesterday with Joe. I'm going to say this again. If you were super surprised about the comments that Jack Eichel said, and like, oh, I can't believe this guy's talking like this. If that's you, mm -hmm. that means you really haven't been paying attention to what people have been saying about this kid for five years. I mean, really, everybody's been saying it. The media's been talking about it. There, wh whether it's Paul Hamilton or uh, Craig Reve or uh, other people in the media that are you know, been down there, we, we've heard it. We've heard a lot of things locally. Whatever. Not everybody, of course, right? But we've heard a lot of things, and I think this just kind of proves that a lot of those things were right. Seems like you know, like one of the worst kept secrets, right, was the attitude that Josh or that 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 Jack had, and that I I think a lot of people wanted to give Jack the benefit of the doubt because of the dysfunction within the organization, and 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 like so many have wanted to tell me on Twitter when talking about Jack Eichel is well, it's a lot of that doesn't fall on the shoulders of Jack Eichel, and and although I agree. You know, there is the the level of sort of revisionist history that that I continue to see about Jack really being it's hard because I don't want to call him. I don't want to say that he's sort of trying to be the victim, but he kind of was. And I mean, he and for him to kind of walk into Buffalo thinking that 
there wasn't going to be that sort of reaction. The the lack of self awareness of right. of of thinking that people in Buffalo, especially after how things went, because people remember that he asked for a trade. I mean, apparently only people in Buffalo and Buffalo Sabres fans remember he had asked for a trade prior to the injury. And then you hear these podcasts and you know Barstool and all these people that are kind of holding the water for Jack that want to say shame on you Sabres fans for booing Jack Eichel. All he did was you know get told what surgery he can and can't have. And I just think that's really revisionist sale yeah look I mean there's a lot that went wrong here and the the organization definitely has some culpability as far as things that went wrong with Jack Eichel I think they threw him into a situation where he wasn't ready for uh, he was supposed to be the savior they got to the bottom of the standings for either McDavid most likely for McDavid but you know you get Eichel you knew one of them was coming um, you know that this team was basically stripped down and then he walks in he's really young it's okay now you're the savior be the leader be everything we expect you to be and every decision that was made for a long time was about Jack Eichel and I think that was wrong that was wrong and also on top of that though was he also wasn't the right person to handle that right. and even if their decisions were right even if they slow played it even if they built it a different way the organization has has blame and culpability in that respect but I don't think he ever would have been that guy even if they did it right, I think that it was actually, in the long run, it may have wound up better than it turned out this way that we didn't have to wait and then find out later after you go through more years of having him as trying to be a leader. I mean, he just isn't. And look, I'm going to say this. There's nothing wrong with being a great player and not That's a right. great leader. That's Lots right. of people are like that. How many how many people did you play with in sports that they're just great players, but they just don't have that leadership personality, and that's yep. okay. Doesn't mean that they're bad people. They're just that's not who they are. Really, Sal, some of the best athletes that I played with weren't right. Good, weren't weren't captain material. Hundred percent. And how many times did you play with people that weren't the greatest player, but they were yes. really great leaders? Correct. And you would follow them, and they knew how to act. They they're knew not how mutually to, exclusive. Hundred percent. And. Jack, to me, is always going to be, and he always has been, a great, great, talented player, but not a leader. But yet, he was expected to be the leader. That was the failing of the organization, to put that on him so early, and with not much around him. And yet, Well, early on, he had a lot around him, right? But when they were tearing down, they were going through rebuilds and new coaches. But every decision was about Jack. Every decision was about Jack. Because every decision for Jack, everything that's been around in Jack in his life, has been about Jack because that's who he's been since he's been that young. And I think lots of people have been talking about that. So, yeah, there's definitely culpability on that side. And then, yes, let's get to the comments. And you're right. What I said, and I know you've, you've echoed this since then, is I think that the most amazing part to me might have been the fact that he obviously was super stunned that there mm -hmm. wasn't a red carpet rolled out for him and people throwing roses and showering him with love when he walked on the ice like, hey, I was Jack Eichel. I was supposed to be here to save you. It wasn't my fault. Why are you guys blaming me? That's not the way this works, man. Yeah, and, you know, like, to put a bow on this sale, the thing that I immediately thought of, and, like, my, this is where my head went to, is, like, I, I just wonder what, like, a guy like Max Petroretti or Mark Stone or, you know, Alex Petrangelo, like, guys that are veteran players that have been captains in other cities and, you know, are veteran N NHL players, like, what they think of that, that whole spiel and that, th those antics after the game. I imagine that it was not a good look for him I, here in Buffalo in our media, but like I, I imagine that it wasn't probably well received by that locker room either. Obviously, we can't speak about that. No. I don't know. But I mean, you would think knowing the kind of personalities a lot of these people are that they may be looking at him and going, um, what, 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 are you, what are you doing, dude? Right. Like this is not. But, but I don't know. Maybe there's also a chance that they go, hey, you know what? He's our guy. This is the right. first, time, this is the first yeah. time he's gone through this. It's emotional for him. We're going to give him a pass. I don't know. I don't know how they feel. We'll see how it plays out in the long run, in the long game for them. So, look, I I am glad it's over. Me too. I really am. Me I'm too. glad it turned out so well for the, for the Sabres. I will also say this, and I made this point yesterday. Now it's on to the Sabres to make sure that this doesn't become the high watermark that yeah, we're all sure. holding up as the Stanley <laughs> Cup, basically, over the next 10 years. Because that's, that's exactly what happened right. when the Bills beat the Patriots in 2011. Yep. As great of a game as it was... That's that was the high watermark of everything we would talk about because so there was true. nothing else to talk about that was so good. Now it's up to them to actually turn the page, to bury this and say, that's over with. That's done with. For the fans, it's on us, for the media and the fans. This will this will linger. There's no doubt about that. So true, for the man. team, who cares? For them, who cares? We got it. 
He's back. It's over. We turn the page. Let's move on. Let's become a better hockey team. That's what they need to do. Yeah, that's so true. It, it definitely cannot be the thing that we talk about three years from now. I just, it just cannot be for the sake of all of our... Uh, all It'll of be our... something we always talk about as how cool it was. Sure. But it shouldn't be the high watermark of everything we talk about. Absolutely. Sal Capaccio here on the Wester Hotline. And I didn't bring Sal on just to explicitly talk hockey here. I, I wanted to bring you on, Sal, um, for talking a little bit about the reports this morning we're hearing about Bill's punter, Matt Hawk, a, a restructure of sorts, uh, removing the base salary guarantee $1 million that was was due to him, and you'll have to refresh me and let me know and confirm the date that that was supposed to kick in. I'm not sure if that was the league year. I know there are some other March dates that tend to have some of these guarantees kick in. But explain to people the restructure, I think, confused a lot of people as to why he wasn't simply cut outright, considering the struggles that he had on his primary job, which was, you know, punting the football last year. Well, I think they just don't want to be left with nothing. I think this is a insurance plan is what it is. It's, hey... Until we actually draft someone or sign someone. And to me, it's pointing to maybe they'll draft someone because they could release him and then just go for a free agent. But think about this. If they go for that, the free agent's probably going to cost more than what it just cost Matt, Matt Hawk on his restructure here. Uh, yeah, the, the, it appears Joe Biscalia actually reported uh, earlier this morning that he was he had found out from a league source that it was, I think, on the uh, guaranteed on the 18th, I believe it was, okay. which is the third, the third league day of the league year. So there's no guaranteed money here. So basically, this contract works like this now, which is... Okay, like we're going to keep you on the roster and we're planning right now and bringing you to camp and you can fight for your job. And if not, we're going to release you and save one point one million dollars on the salary cap. Now you could say, well, why do they do that right now? And again, it goes back to I think they want to make sure they have somebody like what if you release Matt Hawk and you don't really find your way to mm. somebody that you really believe in and have confidence in. And look, I know you could say anybody would be better than Matt Hawk the way he punted. But we also know how important his role as a holder is, and that is true, and it's and it's a real thing. And we can make fun of that or think that it's not like something that should be a real thing, but it is a real thing. I still think that – I don't think Matt Hawk's going to be the punter for the Bills in 2022. Look, they also – Matt uh, – uh, Nate, I'm sorry. They also – they signed him last year not to be the holder because – they signed him because of his holding skills, sure. I mean, that was a big part of it. They signed him to be the punter. I think they thought he'd have a better year. And, and there's got to be – and like we had a lot of bad weather this year. Mm-hmm, that's true. Probably some of this is, let's give him a little chance to show that maybe he can be the guy we thought he'd be. He is a good directional kicker, we think. You know, this is how they're thinking, I'm guessing. Maybe there's something there that, you know, we just, he was off last year. He didn't have a good year. We all recognize that. We're not going to commit to him, but why not give him a chance while we try to find ourselves to someone else? And then we have a punting slash holding competition, you know, in training camp, I guess, is, is what it boils down to. By the way, this doesn't, you know, he could be released at any time. They could draft somebody and say, okay, we got a guy. They could sign yeah, somebody true. and say, okay, we got a guy. Or they could just let him come to camp and fight for his job. And if you're worried about the salary cap, one thing I have, you have to remember, folks, is only the top 51 salaries Yes, that was count. what I was going to ask you. Yep. Right? So, so, so basically the 51st salary is going to be around 700 grand or so. So anybody you sign above 700 grand, I'm using roundabout figures here. Anybody you sign above 700 grand, you take their salary and you just what's the difference? That's how much is going to count on the salary cap once we get into the new league year. So at a 1.1 million you're looking at about 6 600,000 actually on the salary cap. And that he's carrying unless they release until they release him. And Sale, this is effectively a vet, based on his experience in the league. It's effectively a veteran minimum yes. deal right now for his time vested in the league. Hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. It's basically a league minimum deal here. You know, and, and like someone brought up to me today, maybe his is this a sign that maybe his agent knew there was no market for him, and it, and it could be. And my initial reaction as well, the Bills basically went to him and said. You either do this or you have no That's job. That's right. That's right. But but I, I think it's fair to say they could have also told the agent, like, I mean, hey, you can look around. You're probably not getting a job after the year he had. And the agent probably realized that. And I don't know. Maybe he'd ha- he might have to have permission from Brandon Bean to look into that. Whatever it is, the agent and Matt Hawk probably also knew, okay. And maybe Matt Hawk really wants to stay in Buffalo and said, okay, this is my best chance. I, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to win this job back. He could have thought that as well. So there, there's probably both sides here that the team basically went to him and said that. I mean, it looks like that. But also maybe that he knows and his agent knows maybe there's really not a market for him to find another job out there. Sale, uh, last thing I have on you for the uh, for free agency here. A lot of people look at the 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 legal tampering period. Um, 
as sort of like the real beginning of, of NFL free agency. Do you expect over the next couple of days, and, and maybe this is more or less a Deshaun Watson question, because we see these trades happening, right? We've already gotten the Russell Wilson trade. We've gotten the Khalil Mack trade. That doesn't mean that those are technically official until the beginning of the league year sale. So, like, how do you, as you report these things, as the as they come across the table, especially at the beginning of this free agency period and legal tampering, they're not official. Like, even though you'll see no. agreed in principle is like a term you'll see a lot probably Monday and Tuesday, but they are not officially official until the start of the league year. No, that's correct. So I would expect what's going to happen over the next two days, and then even more so on Monday. Monday is when the quote-unquote legal tampering period begins. And how it works is, so everybody knows, starting on Monday, teams are allowed to talk to agents of pending free agents. Guys who are are on expiring contracts are going to become free agents. Teams cannot speak to the player themselves. They cannot bring them in for visits, nothing like that. It's just talk with the agents. Starting on Wednesday at 4 p.m., they can officially sign paperwork. So basically the deal gets done within that 48-hour period. The agent can talk to a lot of teams. We're going to know by Wednesday where a lot of these free agents are going. It happens every year. That's why they're doing it because it kind of it looked a little weird when they didn't have this and guys were signing right at the first minute. Like, really, you worked out a deal that quickly, right? Like, it just looked weird. So that's what happens. But I think what's going to happen over the next two days, this happened with Matt Milano last year, you're going to get – um people re-signing with their teams. You're, you're going to get more of that over the next couple of days yep. because I think teams are going to button all that up before they move on to somebody else and say, look, we're trying to keep our guys. You it, it, And usually what happens in these situations, Nate, is it, there could be a soft deadline or a hard deadline. But for example, G, Brandon Bean could go to Levi Wallace's agent or Harrison Phillips' agent or something like that, just using this as an example here, and say, hey, we got to know by Monday. Like we got to know right. by Monday because because we got to make plans. Like we we got to we got to build our team here. Are you coming back or not? And that's why you generally get guys going back to their teams and resigning through this weekend, through this um, these couple of days. And then once you get to Monday, it can still happen. But that's when teams are going to like okay. We don't have a commitment from you. We got to move on and start negotiating with other people. Sal, um, today is the 13-year anniversary of a very special game in college basketball. Do you remember it? 13 years. Hold 13 on. 13 years so to the day. Today, this is the night. This is 2000. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. What, is it six overtimes? Yes, it is. I was there. I was on the floor. Oh, I was. I was on. God. I was on. I was so, on. I was in media. I was in like Radio Row there in the media. I was literally, if you watch the game on YouTube, I'm not kidding you. When you watch the game on YouTube, and it goes over to the left side of the camera. Look about three rows up from the – and you see a guy wearing an, uh, an orange collared shirt, and that's me. That's ball, amazing. Ball I didn't know you were there. I, I vividly remember this game because what happened was I woke up to check the score of the game because it was <laughs> past my bedtime. Uh, I woke up, and everyone was asleep in the house, and I went to the TV, turned it on, and turned the volume all the way down, and I turned it on in the first overtime. So I got to see basically all of the madness, the Devendorf, the Routens, and like the Miss Dunk from Paul Harris. Like That, to me, Sal, is probably short of the national championship year. That was probably my peak Syracuse basketball fandom. Um, like there, I, I could... I, probably could name just about everybody on that team that was one of my that was probably peak college basketball fandom for me well you know you just said the Devendorf stuff so if Devendorf shot counts at the end of regulation we don't get six over no we don't you're right I mean that 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 was the that was the ironic part about it he wins the game but he doesn't because they don't count the shot so then we get the six overtimes and what people forget about that game is maybe people don't remember but I think one of the most interesting parts of trivia of that game is six overtimes Syracuse never led right. not until one, the last one time until the sixth overtime yep. when they won it. It was literally tied or UConn winning, tied or UConn winning. And at the end of each overtime, it was tied. It was tied. It was tied. It was tied. And then Syracuse winds up winning. Um, what is funny is someday I'll have to – I probably told this story. I actually, I actually kind of snuck into that game. as a, I wasn't actually supposed to cover that game as a media member. I was, in, I was there in, in New York uh, to cover the Big East tournament as a uh, – covering the University of South Florida, actually. And they had already been eliminated. And I went that's and amazing. that's even better, honestly. Yeah, right. And um, well, I guess I could tell this many, many years later, right? I'm not going to get in trouble or anything. I've told this story in the air before. And what happened was I wanted to go to that game and I, I didn't have a media pass, but I knew somebody who wasn't going from Syracuse Media has said, look, if you can get in there, like you can have my seat. I can't make it to the game um, because there were there were two people and one of the people couldn't make it. And they said the other person couldn't make it, I guess. Anyway. I get there. I'm not kidding you, Nate. The reason and the way I got down back to my media spot was I went and I walked in with the band. 
I walked in with the band, and by by then now I'm in, and I'm like a member of the media, even though I'm actually my credentials really only for the other game. Oh my god, that's so good. You know, that is such a great story for that game in particular. (laughs) And if you remember, Sal, that year, that would have been I'm I'm ninety percent sure that's the year UConn came to Buffalo. And UB oh, almost maybe. beat them at UB, at Alumni Arena. I was at that game. To beat Jeff Adrian, Kemba, like, yeah, that, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that's the, exact, that's the year. Um, and then they were a lower seed than Syracuse going to that tournament. Regardless, I, I, I digress. That was such a fun year. It's crazy that it's been 13 years, though. Oh, uh, yeah, it was great. It's a great memory, of course. And I do, I, I was watching a little bit of the Big East last night, you know, MSG, Big East, you know, and I miss all that. I really do with, the, with the, the way it used to be. So, you know, now we got ACC, Brooklyn, and all other places. All right, my friend, I appreciate you. Thanks for hopping on on short notice to, to chat about this Mad Hawk situation and some other stuff as well. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll be hearing a whole heck of a lot from you from uh, th- this upcoming week. So get your rest in. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. All right, Sal Capaccio there on the Western Hotline. Heather Engel, she covers the Sabres for NHL.com. She's going to be joining us next coming up here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, everybody, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. We're not going to waste any time. going to go back to the Western Hotline where Heather Engel of NHL.com, she's the Buffalo Sabres correspondent for NHL.com, joining me here on the Western Hotline to talk some Sabres. They face off outdoors tomorrow, which was looking great all week, like it could be a great outdoor game. And then I want to say, Heather, it seems like some snow has fallen over the last 24 hours. So I hope that you intended to wear some down feather jackets. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know what we got to media got to skate on the ice last night. You see how quickly the snow builds up, but uh, check the weather. Looks like it's not too much snow. Some light snow for tomorrow, so it might just make it perfectly picturesque for uh, 
for what to be a really great setting. Yeah, I, I'm expecting it to be a great setting. I, listen, I mean, the it seems like there are more outdoor games than anyone has ever asked for every year now. And, you know, now you've got, you know, last year's in one in Nashville and there's one in Warm, t- you know, like it, it just feels like, Heather, they've 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 maybe bludgeoned me with outdoor, enough outdoor games that I don't need more of them. But I'm, I want to say this one feels a little more unique than some of the other ones, finding sort of the middle ground between Buffalo and Toronto. Toronto. The setting in Hamilton seems very cool, very fun. It's accessible for Western New Yorkers if they want to go across the border. Obviously, very accessible for anybody in Toronto that wants to travel for the game. Uh, what overall, I, you know, storyline-wise in this game, considering these two teams faced off a few weeks back and the Sabres really put a number on that Toronto team winning 5-1. to one. And, and one remark, Heather, from Don Granato after that game stood out to me where he kind of says, you know, I don't think we did ourselves any favors for the Heritage Classic, which I found kind of funny. But at the same time, I'm, I am also wondering if, if Toronto is going to have an axe to grind in this outdoor game on national television. Yeah, you got to figure because if they, you know, they that was one of the Sabres' best performances and the Leafs just looked so limp and just had no answer to do anything you've got to figure they're not going to be too thrilled with how with how they played and how they lost. And here's a chance they'll have, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's heavier on the Leaf fans, just given, you know, the border. Um, but I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll come out there. And they haven't, they haven't been winning, you know, their games, the Leafs games haven't been great recently either. So you add that all in together, they're probably not going to be a very happy bunch heading into uh, to Sunday. It feels like, Heather, the Sabres will probably be a happier bunch heading into uh, into tomorrow's tilt at 4 o'clock. Uh, you know, I, I, obviously, it's funny when I when I messaged you and reached out uh, to, to have you on, we both kind of chuckled about, like, hey, like, wh- why? What happened Thursday? Is something to talk about? Uh, like, what, what, what can we have to, what, what kind of storylines do we have to talk about from Thursday night? Before we sort of get into the, the, the aftermath, the things that happened after the game, I wanted to sort of just get your thoughts as a whole on the game itself, because, you know, for me, it was maybe... It, it was reminiscent of a lot of Sabres games that I remember going to as a kid where it was the atmosphere, um, people – like I, I would say this about Sabres fans. It's, I, I think for the most part they're smart hockey fans. They know you know, they're, they're getting up for saves, for plays, for penalties, for fights. It's not just goal scoring. Overall, and just in terms of entertainment value – can you remember a game in that arena as of late that you could even compare that to? Because it felt to me, Heather, like it was the sort of game I think Kevin Adams and Terry and Kimpagula have been sort of envisioning them getting back to, but it's it's been the path getting back there that's been really difficult. Yeah, it. you know what? The, the fans in the building, the energy was, I, I, I'm guessing maybe during that like 10-game win streak, maybe there was similar energy, but like, when Alex Tuck scored that empty netter, boy, that was that was pretty pretty damn loud in there. It uh, it was they just you know there is fans were really into it. Although I'll give the fans that have shown up this season, even though they haven't been a lot, they've been into it for the most part. They they're a vocal bunch and they uh, they do their best to bring all the energy that they can. Um, but by, on Thursday they were they they were. Booing everybody from the refs, right? Jack, you know they were they were really into the game, and I think the players probably fed off that as well. Yeah, it definitely felt that way. Like they're like, I don't know. Part of me, Heather, thinks in a game like that against Jack Eichel, that maybe the fans were going to make more of it than than the guys on the ice would. It. I, yeah. For me, anyways, it, it felt like particularly with the old Vegas guys, Krebs and Tuck, but. It trickled down through everyone else. I thought Rasmus Dahlin played an unbelievable game. He was flying all over the ice. I, I imagine if you're Jack Eichel, you're probably looking at your, you know, looking at your teammates and thinking to yourself after the game, like, yeah, like this is sort of the product that they were never really truly able to to get around me. And I, and I think it's funny that it sort of took trading Jack Eichel and getting multiple pieces back for this team to round out in a better form. I'm not here to suggest Heather that this Sabres team is you know in route to a you know a backdoor playoff berth or anything here, but. It, it does appear to me that after a lot of the injury issues this team dealt with earlier in the season, there feels like there's been sort of like 
the calm after the storm, and this team is finding their way short of that 5-1 loss the other night to Florida. But if you throw that one out, I think Paul Hamilton said it well. In those games, Heather, it's not a question of whether or not the Sabres pack it up and stop trying or give up in a game. They tend to get really tight, and I think that's the sign of a well-coached team that even when you're playing poorly, the effort is still very clearly there. Yeah, and that's been, a, you know, for the most part this season, it's not, you know, even when they've gotten blown out, there have been a few games where they're just, the effort has just, or just that they have not looked good. But they're always, the for the most part, the effort is there. You can't fault the effort, but they just don't have the depth of talent. But Don Granato said a few times, quite a few times, that, you know, once, you know, now they have all, you know, their center's depth is now, set a little more you know nobody you know Casey is back and playing and they're able to and they have their you know their healthy lineup a healthier lineup it still needs more depth but at least it puts people into the proper roles Mm -hmm. it creates some competition and it makes it you know you can get you know keep yourselves in those games and give yourself a better chance to win when you have more talent and depth in the lineup. Heather Engel here. She's the Buffalo Sabres correspondent for NHL.com, joining us on the Wester Hotline. We're talking about Thursday night. We previously chatted about and started to preview that Heritage Classic game tomorrow. Of course, you can hear here right on WGR at 4 p.m. pregame, 3 p.m. on WGR. Heather, um, I I, I do want to obviously get your thoughts about the postgame. I guess it's fair to call it antics. I I don't know. I, I find myself trying to find the right words to describe exactly what in that moment it must have felt like for Jack Eichel um, because it felt like a momentary lapse. Like the previous question, it felt, it felt like he, you know, the just trying to move on sort of thing. And I, I didn't feel like the question that, that sort of led him to take this, his backhanded shot at this at Sabres fans wasn't, like a prying question. It wasn't, you know, get Jack Eichel getting asked the same question five times. He finally sort of gave in and gave the answer everyone was looking for. I'm not even sure, Heather, that it was a fishing question that people or the media were really looking for Jack to turn the way that he turned. I, I found myself a little surprised at the words he chose. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't uh, in that scrum. I, went to, I was in the Sabres uh, post-game availabilities. Um, but I, and I just saw the clip. I didn't see the questions, but yeah, I think, you know, it's frustrated. Just probably doesn't help there. You know, the Vegas is, was on a four, six and one run after, you know, they lost their safe for the seventh time in 10 games. The effort from them wasn't great. And, you know, he's probably feeling a lot of similar things from what he felt when <laughs> right. he was in Buffalo, you know, he sees, you know, they can't, they can't win and nobody, you know, it's, um, so yeah, it was probably just, you know, a frustrating, a frustrating moment for him. It, uh, like I said, I didn't hear the question, so I don't know, but I'm taking your word for it that like, it's a frustrating moment for him. It's in the heat of the moment post game. It definitely he felt harmless he, to he, me. He's not, what's that? I, like the question to me was just, it, it just, it felt harmless. It did not feel like. Somebody with an axe to grind trying to get a quote out of Jack Eichel. Do you know what I mean? So for 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 him to sort of give everyone the juicy quote when it really wasn't being pried for, that was the thing to me that didn't make a lot of – it just wasn't good business for Jack Eichel to do what he did. Yeah. It's – you know, it probably – I don't know what's in his mind, but, you know – I'm guessing frustration played a part, but at the same time, he knows what he's saying. He's not, you know, he's experienced with the media, so he mm-hmm. knows how to handle the media. And especially this so. media, Heather. Like, he he knows yeah. all of those guys by name, guys and gals by name. You know what I mean? Like, it's that to me, again, it, it is what makes even less sense. Is he knows exactly the types of questions that Mike Harrington or that, you know, Paul Hamilton are going to ask him. They, he's done it for for years, and for him to kind of take one that I thought was fairly harmless and go where he did with it and take the shot at the fans. There's so many opportunities, Heather, to take a shot at Sabres ownership or to take a shot at whatever else. But to, to take a shot at the fans that, listen, I know booing, it's he, he, he was very clearly hurt by the fact that he was booed in that arena. But, listen, the fan base – packed the arena for his, you know, first scrimmage 
in Buffalo. And and I just it felt like it felt like he took his anger out on the wrong group. Yeah, it's that's that's it. It was just it was the moment for him. It was that moment, only moment he had really to take out his frustration. Things were over. He you know was done with and over with. So you know that was the moment, and he chose that moment. Yeah, good for him, I guess. I, I just, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, you end up getting to a place where, like, that's going to be the topic of conversation. I know the game was ended up being a great product on the ice, but I don't know. It just it, it felt like in that moment there's a lot of things you could do if you're Jack Eichel. It felt like, and, and I said this after the game, not to say that I believe that Jack Eichel is some sort of, you know, super mature, wise beyond his years type of guy, but it, it felt like a momentary lapse in, in, in maturity. And, and I think it's something like, listen, I mean, I don't know, Heather – how you feel about how other veterans in that locker room in, in Las Vegas feel. It's, it's hard to sort of wonder or predict or, 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 or wonder exactly how they were thinking. I, I just can't imagine that that's something that would have gone over well with the veterans in the Vegas locker room. Yeah. You know what? That's that, that I don't know. I just, it's hard to know. Cause I don't know that team well enough. The dynamic of it. Right. Yeah. And they're missing their captain right now. He's out. So who knows? You know, it, I mean, they have other leadership point. guys, but they've all, I guess they've all experienced it in one way or another. Although I think probably, well, I don't even know who would become closest to having something similar. It's, yeah, I, I guess they all just sort of understand and get it. Just seeing where he was coming from, you know, coming from the frustrations of Buffalo. But I don't know how that vibe is in that locker room. I wonder at four six and one over their last seven, and now I think it's three six and one over their last ten. Uh, that that it's probably at least somewhat of a story in that locker room. Heather um, uh, Hamilton hosting the thirty fifth regular season outdoor game in NHL history Sunday. You will be there in attendance. Tell the folks where they can find you on Twitter so that they can check out your takes and any stories you've got written up after that game as well. Yeah, uh, you can find me at at Engel Heather E N G E L H E A T H E R, and uh, lots of content on NHL.com. There's a Jacob Bryson blog that's up there. Uh, there's a story on Dylan Cousins and playing in his outdoor rink that's been posted. So there'll be content uh, throughout the weekend. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. Appreciate you making your appearance th- uh, today on Sports Talk Saturday. Enjoy the game tomorrow and make sure you stay warm. Thanks for having me. My, my pleasure. Heather Engel there of NHL.com joining us on the West Her Hotline. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff going into tomorrow's game, the Heritage Classic, Hamilton, Ontario. I... I've I've been to two outdoor games in my life. I've been to the USA Canada game. Uh, it was on my birthday um, at Highmark Stadium at the time. I don't know what the stadium was called. I don't. I don't it's not really relevant for detail purposes. But uh, and I obviously went to the the Winter Classic, the 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 Pittsburgh and, and Sabers one, and they are very fun. This one feels I don't know. It's it's the Heritage Classic. It's not New Year's Day. It's March feels a little weird does it not like it it feels like it's not it feels weird it feels weird it's on tnt uh, yeah i don't know i mm, it's weird i'm definitely gonna watch i mean like that's the thing. Like, i'm obviously gonna watch. watch more than likely but it'll mm-hmm. be in and out of me watching round three of the players so how's that been going for you too i saw your tweet yesterday you were a little upset at the weather it sucks. It's not great. And the worst part is the Valspar is next week. And Valspar is another pretty big tournament. It's not as big as the players. Um, but that hurts a lot of, like, the field. Monday and Tuesday are your practice rounds days. You're finishing the players on on Monday, flying out to the Valspar Tuesday. You're probably not getting a practice round until Wednesday. That's a little – that's going to be tough on the field there, and I wonder how that ultimately uh, plays out for – uh, the field going into the Valspar next week. All right, I'm going to take a timeout. I've got another break to get into as well, and then the 12 o'clock hour coming your way. I've got Matt Lombardo, a fan-sided. I've also got Aaron Quinn of Cover 1. That's all coming up next as we switch gears to the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. That's all here next on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, good people of Buffalo and beyond listening, maybe on the app, through the website. We appreciate you as always. We've got a jam-packed 12 o'clock hour. We'll have uh, Matt Lombardo, who covers the NFL for Fansided. He's going to join us coming up next here on the Western Hotline. We're going to sort of get the uh, Deshaun Watson load down, other trade rumors, other free agency rumors. We'll talk some Giants and Bills as well. Then at 1230, Aaron Quinn of Cover One chats with me. We're going to do some rapid fire. I'm going to throw a bunch of free agency names at Aaron, and he'll tell me why all of them are bad ideas, I'm sure. I'm sure some of them will be good ideas, but uh, but Aaron will join the program at 1230. And then Charles McDonald uh, is going to join us at, uh, at 1 o'clock as well. Charles is a correspondent for Underdog Fantasy, so he's going to join us at, uh, at 1 o'clock, and we'll talk with him about uh, – his Falcons, and uh, some storylines across the league as well. So coming up next, though, Matt Lombardo of Fansided. That's coming up next here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.